Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movies and television. As always, it's your boy, Cal, deputy editor of Complex's pop culture channel. To the right, the homie Summerman. I don't know what my title is. I'm just a person. You are a like, senior editor here. That sounds about right. It, it, it's what you get paid to do, literally. Uh, this week, sure. we we have a, an interesting guest this week. It's a guest that I don't think a lot of people will know. But that's the point. That's what's exciting about that's it, That's right? the beauty, because people are watching so much bullshit, and they're sleeping on shows like Dare Me. That is the point of this podcast. In addition to having the guest you know and expect. Yes. For pegs. Facts. We also want to put people on to shit. Uh, that's that's literally what everybody should be doing, but I th- feel like we're the only ones that do it on a regular basis. And I think we had been talking about the show a little bit so far. We mentioned it maybe, uh, I want to say like a month into it. It was early. It right, was right, right. early, earlier this year. Uh, Dare Me. Uh, for people that love shows like Cheer on Netflix, it's a similar vibe, at least in terms of concept when it comes to being about cheerleaders. I feel like that always happened. That's been happening recently. Yeah. Maybe because so many people are making content now. I feel like there's always that like coincidence or incidental yeah. like, companion pieces airing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like a you know what cheer is like a documentary type style. Documentary style like the real side of cheerleading that people don't normally get to see. Dare Me is a TV show on USA that's a thriller based on a popular book by Megan Abbott mm-hmm. who's also involved with the show. Facts. And it's way more uh, murder mystery. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, it's kind of got CW vibes. It's got CW vibes. I, I, when I first saw the trailer, I mentioned this before, when I first saw the trailer it was probably like a CW version of Euphoria. But people, That's what it looked like. What people need to know about us though in case they don't, is that when we say yeah. CW vibes, we mean that in the most positively. I, I, but I see. And the thing is, I literally just wrote about Riverdale on the site not too long ago, and Riverdale has a stigma. That shit was back though. Okay, that you know what, Cal? <laughs> a brief aside. Talk about because it. you mentioned that stigma, and we do get into this in the interview. Mm-hmm. The stigma that a show about. Um, that is either about or it seems to be quote unquote made for teens, teens and girls mm-hmm. has a stigma that it's going to be like, you know, some bullshit or not like urgent. Yeah. And that's almost never really the case. Never. No, I, th- I think people get caught up in, again, what a trailer looks like. But you are someone who has always never fallen like victim to that stigma. No. And yet. And yet. There are two classic shows that you still have not watched. That's facts. There's probably a lot more than two, but yeah, go ahead. You're slacking on Buffy. And you're slacking on Veronica Mars. See, now, Veronica Mars is a show, because what, what day did that come on? Was that on Sundays? No idea. Whatever on UPN, whatever, which is hilarious, because hey, hella white. N- never watched UPN. Not f- like after 8 o'clock. I didn't know what original UPN programming was for the longest time. Um, two, Buffy was on UPN too, actually. The thing, But the thing with Buffy is, 
and we've had this debate before off the mic. Yes. I was a teen. Was I a teen? I was like a, about to be a teen when the Buffy movie came out. That's the Buffy I knew. Shouts out Christy, Christy, Christy Swanson. Swanson. Great movie. I liked the movie. I wasn't sold on the movie enough to be like, here's this darker version of it for a TV series. Like, it, just, it didn't speak the movies, to me. I mean, the show's way better than the movie. The movie's way more camp. The Big and, camp. And tongue-in-cheek. I love camp. Camp is fire. But, uh... But anyway, yeah. As someone, as the last person alive, still watching Riverdale, <laughs> at some point, like. you have to go back to these other shows because it's they're like the grandparents. I'm gonna the say, forefathers. I'm gonna say this. If you watch Riverdale, please find me on Twitter. Anytime I use the Riverdale hashtag about a show... I always get these random troll accounts. These people arguing me with like me the, about the TV. Cole Sprouse Facts. The the the, Cole, the 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 people who are shipping, you know, randoms in the in the show. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to find like-minded individuals. The Sprouse twins went to NYU with me. I was like two years ahead of them or something like that. Really? Yeah. They were see them in the gym. They were spending that big daddy money. I guess. <laughs> nah. So dare me to show you put me on the dare me. Right. You were hype off of it because motherfuckers get killed. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a teen murder mystery? Well, who does? I love teen drama. Yes, is a great genre. You can do a lot with teen. When drama. When you put murder in there, yeah, <laughs> hard you, to fuck up. You can do, and and this show took like the one thing I appreciate about Dare Me is that it was unflinching in a lot of the stuff it would show. Huge unflinching. I think one of the first things that hit me in the pilot was that um, I think what's in Florida, right? Something Some like yeah. small town in there, yeah. And, uh, the parents like usually see these teen shows and the the parents are like, oh, your your SAT scores and whatever. Yeah. And there's like one line about uh, the dude. So uh, it follows Addie, yeah, played by Horizon. Mm-hmm. Horizon Fawn is her name. Yes. Yeah. Um, her friend, is, she's like commiserating with her guy friend, and, and he's like, yeah, my dad's just lucky if I make it to associate manager at Starbucks <laughs> or something like that. I was like, well, oh shit. That was like, the one thing about the show I didn't want to like when I, when it first came. I'm like, shit, is this going to be all about small town America? That was like my one knock, and you know, fortunate for us as viewers, it, it dealt with that, but it, it got off that train real quick. Right, and that's also interesting, because it's like the cheerleaders in this town are more popular than their loser football team. Yeah. And I guess there's like a whole plot to like rebuild the town off of their success, whatever, but Facts. there's also murder in there to, to, to really lure you in. But it is, um, it has like some really cool stylistic flares. Like yeah, a, yeah. A really fun POV episode. A hundred percent, what was that, episode five? Yes. Parallel... Trenches. Parallel Trenches? I think is the title. Yeah, it was. That was that was a phenomenal episode. That's probably one of the, it was early 2020 best episode of the year for a lot of people um, for the, for those flares. And the characters are all like really richly drawn. So Addie mm-hmm. is the, the main character who is kind of narrating this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with like a new coach coming to town who is off the bat like super manipulative yeah. and fucking diabolical. I don't think we've ever seen that in, the, in a straightforward teen show before. Like just a super shitty person but also like what every girl on the team wanted to be right their ass their aspiration and then on the other side of that you have the uh requisite mean girl mm-hmm. uh beth mm-hmm. who we have on the show today played shouts by marlo out, kelly shouts out marlo kelly and she is just like off the bat like super unsettling yeah the actresses on the show do a lot like with their eyes yeah it's uh th- well i think the the cam- the camera work does really good on keeping with their faces and yeah. they, they do a lot of acting with their eyes just but also just their faces in general so yeah excited to have marlo on yeah i mean for someone like she's australian 
I think her biggest hit was the show Home and Away, where she played a character by the name of Sky Peters. She was winning awards out there, but this is her first American series. She killed it. As of right now, I don't know if there's a season two. There needs to be. We, If you're watching the show, this is for you. We're, we're talking the finale. We're talking what we love during the season. I just hope you motherfuckers just make some noise. Like, USA has to know. Definitely. I think the only, bef- when the show aired, the only real place I had seen right about it was like AV Club. Uh, Who writes about everything? Familiar with uh, Kayla Kamari. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she um, used to write with us with Karinza, I think. Yes, and back in the day. She wrote a really glowing review of it. That was one of the things that spurred me to check it out because I know she and I have similar, like, uh, taste in that genre. Yeah, so. she's not bullshitting. So, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Marlo talks, I mean, she talks a lot about the show. I guess she had to do actual cheerleading stuff. Like learn the cameras cheer. on them. She had to go to camp. It's not like I guess there is some body double stuff, but there's a lot of shit that well, she it's was not doing. Like when somebody plays the piano and they cut to like the fingers <laughs> and they come back to the face. <laughs> she had to get up What's there. What's the move? The bow and the arrow. The bow and arrow. Yeah, she she did not do the bow and arrow for us. I I don't think I would want to see her. You know, do that randomly in a random podcast room. But uh, yeah, let's get into the conversation. We talk a lot about the show, um, the different themes in the show. The hardest shit she worked on on the show. And, of course, some cheerleading classics. And some cheerleading classics. Classics and cheerleading cinema. We get into it. If you love cheerleading and murder, this is the episode for you. But we'll get into that interview right after this break. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We've talked about this show a couple times. I know mm. it's it's interesting. This isn't normally like for I guess for lack of a better term, our audience. Yeah. A show a show like Dare Me isn't something that they're picking up initially. Well that's yeah. what we're here for. That's what we're here for. I mean, you know, <laughs> I remember you were big on it, Frazier, because you said, you know, you, you saw murder mystery. Well, first of all, um I got put onto it because I'm one of the only people that still has cable. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, so I was watching Mr. Robot on USA, right. and I would you keep seeing the... commercials. They were going hard for Dairy promo during that. Yeah, I was like, "What? Are, what is this?" And yeah, then yeah. Um, I saw a couple people, another couple critics, mm-hmm. talking about the the pilot. Yeah, it had advanced screener, so I definitely checked it out. Um, did we check it out before it aired? Um, I, I I did I definitely did not because I think it came out. It might that. have been on for like one or two weeks, and then we saw that we had the the season. And we, yeah, it, we got it, yeah. we really got into it. It de- it debuted like that week between Christmas and New right. Year. Yeah, yeah. So, I think like the twenty ninth. Yeah, that was just a busy time of year. But anyway, so I think after two episodes aired, that's when I really started getting on it. And, yeah, you know, you you can't get your hands off of it. Um, <laughs> say that to say, we have one of the stars on the podcast this week, Marlo Kelly. Hello, hello. She plays Beth Cassidy on the show. Yeah. Um, I found an interesting quote because the, the what you said really spoke to how yeah. I was reacting initially. Uh, you 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 spoke with I believe it was Elite Daily. You said uh, you wanted to make sure that people gave 
Beth time. Yeah. You know, because I, <laughs> the, it's 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 a show where it's kind of hard to understand why she was the way she was in the beginning. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, she's she's quite harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's it. It was kind of like uh, I I love what's going on, but like I don't know about her. I don't know what's going on, and a lot of that is kind of just it's a slow burn. It's a thrill. Yeah. You have to, but. Episode five, Parallel Trenches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, By the brilliant Olivia Newman. It was it director, was yeah. brilliant episode, you know, being yeah. told from a number. I wrote about it on the site a couple weeks ago when it aired. Um, and it's one of those things where not only do you get to see more the story develop between three of the main characters, but we get to see more of what Beth is actually going through. Yeah. Um, because you live in Sydney, Australia, you're not here all the time. Um, were you getting feedback on that episode when that specifically dropped? Um, I, di- I did get feedback on that episode when it when it came out. Um, and it was really nice, you know, hearing everyone's responses. And we were all quite like, we were all in anticipation of that episode coming out because I think we knew that we had something special going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Particularly for a show that it's because it follows Addie's perspective mm-hmm. to suddenly have this moment where you go, wait, is this an unreliable narrator and how much can we trust them mm-hmm. and have it flip itself on its head is so exciting. Yeah. And as actors, it's like, it's really tantalizing. For sure. Yeah. I think one of the things that was interesting about that episode, too, is up until that point, I think the audience is kind of trained to think that Beth is going to be more of an antagonist yeah. going forward, yeah. you know? You had some really unsettling moments with yeah. uh, the coach and everybody. I thought I was kind of waiting for you to, like, kick the table over, and that's not <laughs> where the season goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think I, th- I think that's kind of what they've brought so brilliantly from the book mm-hmm. is, is that sort of sense, because you start out and you do really think that Beth is this kind of awful, pretty traditional mean girl mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book as well. Um, and then you come to realize that you have judged her too far. So like I said, mm-hmm. you know, give her time. And I think it's with everyone. You need to give everyone time to make sure that you are being truly compassionate toward who they are and all facets of them. 100%. Because, you know, we only get our first impressions and Sometimes they do lie. Yeah, and you and you don't. I mean, especially in Beth's case, you don't know what people are really going through. Absolutely, you know the, the way they react and things. Um, you know, you talked about the book. I know the book came out in 2012. Yeah. Um, what was it about the? I mean, again, this is your first. Like American audiences are yeah, very yeah. new to who you are. Yeah, yeah, of course. What was it about this that drew you to the project and making this really be like your first emergence in America? Yeah. Well, I think. So for me, it was I, I got sent an audition tape, okay. you know, and the audition sounded really interesting. Um, and I put the tape down and I, I sort of didn't I d- sort of just didn't really think about it. Um, and then, you know, I got an email back that they that they liked it and they mm. wanted me to do another one. They wanted me to do a Skype with the director of the pilot, Steph Green. Um, and then I read the book. So before okay. I did that and I just thought it was brilliant and I completely fell in love with the character like I, I love any sort of character that has like a duplicitous sort of duality to them you mm-hmm. don't really know who they are I right. think that's really exciting mm-hmm. so as soon as I kind of figured all that out and I'd, I'd gotten to know Beth I was I was guns a-blazing to get that role <laughs> like I was I was gonna fight for it <laughs> yeah, I, I, again we mentioned episode five and I think you know the 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 more so for any other character in the show, for me, yeah. I feel like Beth is really that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's 
there's a lot. The show's got there's a lot of meat there. There's a lot of yeah, lot, a lot of different a lot textures, of and uh, I think you get to see that best with her. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad, but yes. I think especially with uh, her relationship with Addie, there's a lot of uh, protectiveness there that that I really Absolutely. appreciate. Absolutely, right. yeah. I, th- I think that you know, there's there's so much protectiveness, and I think there's so much care. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of love that goes on there, um, and I think that's that's part of what the pain, all the pain is like my perspective as a as a human is often that the people who love the most get hurt the most mm-hmm. um and i think i think that's what's going on with beth so she has to hide it the hardest yeah you know mm-hmm. she has to put up more walls than anyone else just to be able to get through the day mm-hmm. right Definitely. And episode eight kind of, um, you know, built to some romantic tensions that uh, that yeah. they'd been implying for most of the season. But yeah. what I really liked about it is that you, that that worked, but you didn't even need that really mm. for their relationship. Almost, you still yeah. kind of yeah. got it. Yeah, I think it, it's funny. Like, I I relate to it a lot in the sense that my best friend growing up and still now is the most wonderful girl and I've known her since I was about five years old and it's not a romantic relationship it is just truly a best friendship Mm -hmm. but we've spoken about this a lot there's a lot about the two of us where I don't know where she starts and I begin Mm -hmm. you know I don't know I don't know what laugh is her laugh and what is mine because so much of it is intertwined Mm -hmm. um we we we're very symbiotic and I think that's the Addie Beth relationship. And then there is this other layer to it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, even comes into question of like romance, love, power, control, and then just growing up and being a teenager and going through puberty. Yeah, it's just yeah. all so confusing. Yeah, it's, it's one of the worst times to be a person. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, you learn a lot, but yeah, it, it can be it can be rough. And then again, adding on this insanity in the show. And murder. And murder. Yeah. murder doesn't <laughs> Chuck help. a little a little murder in there. <laughs> but I gotta ask, you know, there was a again, it's a show yeah. about cheerleading. Mm. You know, there's a lot of routines. A, yeah. Could you do a bow and arrow before the show? Like, <laughs> yeah. did you have to go to cheer I mean, camp? I mean, the camera's like, on you. It's not yeah. like they cut to, like, like when someone's playing the piano and yeah, they cut yeah. to hands. Like, Standing it's, on a block. Do, yeah, it's it's a not a fake leg. Um, <laughs> no, we did do a cheer camp. We mm. did, like, a, we did two sets of two weeks. So we did, like, a month of intensive cheer training. Um, but <clears throat> I am lucky in the sense, sometimes lucky, I'm a hypermobile. Okay. So it comes with the plus side of, I've just always been able to do the splits. It's something that I can do. Also, my ligaments will dislocate. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just that sort of a thing. Mm. So when they said it to me, I, I did have to train a little bit, but I actually, the main problem was balance. Okay. Uh. I couldn't stand up while doing it. So I've got a harness on, and then I have these four beautiful stuntmen oh, wow. holding me up so that I won't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were those some of the hardest aspects about nailing the role? Um. It, it was just a different challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think the physicality was, like, that was a learning process in itself. And it was something that I think for a second I was a bit fearful about because I'm not really a dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a cheerleader. It's not something, you know, I'm from Australia. It's not something that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I got into it and I realized how much of it, how much it is a part of these girls' lives and how much it dictates who Beth is and the facade that she puts on, I... I, I fell in love with it. And I also think it 
changed my level of respect for cheerleading immensely. Yeah, like, right. completely changed the way that I saw it. Mm. Um, but, no, it was definitely challenging. Gotcha. Going from that, too, it, it, um, by coincidence, you guys are airing alongside Netflix's cheer. Yeah. And people have been, you know, saying that they're both kind of complementary yeah, yeah. aspects and of giving you a whole other perspective on that life. Yeah, I think I no, I think it's great. And I think it's about time as well. Like yeah. I think it's time that we stop looking at it as like a frivolous silly sport, which I think frankly people only say that I think partly because it's mainly a female dominated sport mm-hmm. and I I do think that that's something that culture and history needs to change. Right. Um so I think it's awesome. I'm I'm just really I'm really excited about it, this shift. It's a beautiful thing. And as we were talking uh, before the the mics were rolling, um, a show like this sometimes has that stigma where you're not expecting male viewers all the time. Yeah. Because it is like a quote unquote teen drama, which I never really had a problem with. No, you know, yeah, but I, th- big I think OC, I, yeah, Gossip Girl. I mean, classics. The best. No, <laughs> but it, I think it does. Sometimes people get this idea that it is just for like young girls and women and you know um but i it made me so happy when you guys were saying that you really enjoyed it and you got to the end of it and you just wanted more and i was like oh that's all i could ask for because i fully see it as being a show that has something for everyone yeah and i think it it's it's so human Mm -hmm. to me like it really is it's just about relationships yes you know and we can all relate to that Mm -hmm. um so I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Now let's talk about the finale because, yeah. you know, as much as it is a great character study, the hook that mm-hmm. the, the story gives, it starts with, you know, hints of a murder, implications of some mm-hmm. dark goings on. A lot of blood. And a lot of blood. A lot every, of blood. Every episode, it feels like there's just blood dripping or pooling yeah. up somewhere. And yeah. gore. Gore. Like yeah. the, the re kick in the face actually Ooh. really Ooh. disturbed me. And you the, keep going back to it. While they filmed that on the day, that was so awful to watch. Like really? it looks real because she's spitting out fake teeth and oh, she's spitting wow. out blood. Yeah. And Tavita Simonovich, who plays Riri, is just mm-hmm. a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. So all of us, she'd do these takes and we'd be like, we have to leave the room because <laughs> we're going <laughs> to vomit. Like it was amazing. Yeah. I also didn't know the is that is that real the teeth and milk or whatever thing. All right, so so yeah. I, I I I watched the episode. I'm you ta- googled I'm, it. I'm, no, I, I, I was talking. I was talking to my wife. I was like, I've just watched this show and the craziest thing happened. Did you know that if you put teeth in milk, you can bring it to the the, the hospital and it's good for it? And she's like, Yeah, we already knew that. I'm, I'm <laughs> you never yeah. knew. You should learn something new every day. But I had no idea. I didn't know either. So <laughs> your wife's a step ahead. <laughs> Always shout out Anna. Yeah, um, so I. I didn't read the book, but I was still shocked to see the finale end so much more ambiguously yeah. than I thought. Well, like, it only goes halfway through the book. Oh, okay. Mm. So there's that still, makes sense. There's still another half of the book. Okay. Um, but I love that. I love that moment at yeah. the end when you've got, um, when you've got, oh, I'm, you've got Willa and Rob. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on their names. Coach and Matt yes, in their house, yes. and they're searching for that bracelet. I yeah. thought that was so exciting. Was not expecting that nah. that one line of dialogue. I, I thought she yeah. slipped up. I thought I thought <laughs> she didn't say. Oh, she said some shit in the sad. And uh, yeah, I I think as I'm I might have clapped. I was definitely <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. shit, and yeah. I was red. And uh, shouts out Horizon. I mean, she's mm. uh, the way the we we were going back and forth. The uh, the texting. She's she's on yes. the lawn yeah. texting. Yes, it's it's intense. But also like. Doing a scene like that as an actor where she is, like, absolute shouts out to Horizon. Mm-hmm. She's literally just standing there with a phone in front of a camera responding 
honestly to nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, she's just, she's endowing that space herself. She's doing mm. a beautiful job. That was one of my first, like, reactions, like, in the first episode. She has mm. a very expressive, like, yeah. emotive style. Yeah, yeah. really, really emotive eyes. Yeah. And Willa is just the most, like... She's always diabolical. Yeah. yeah. She glows. Yeah. There's something about her. She walks into her room and it's just like this like golden goddess. <laughs> I just, I think she's so beautiful. <laughs> it, it literally what her character is on the show to yeah, the girls she's yeah. coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, uh, would you say the finale is one of your favorite episodes? I do love the finale. Mm. I think it's, I think it's pretty exciting. I it's funny to me, though, because when we filmed that episode, we have the cheer sequence at the end and we do the guns out till the sun's yes. out mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That took two really long nights of filming. Oh, wow. really? So when I think of that episode, I think of that whole sequence. And it was just, it was kind of perfect, though, because it was like this really draining and exhausting but also cathartic experience. And we sort of got to the end of it and I was like, we have given these characters their last hurrah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, we have done them justice and it's all left on the table. 100%. There's also an interesting like undercurrent of, of sexual violence this yeah. season through yeah. through your character with mm-hmm. uh, Chris Zilka. Yeah, with Kurtz. Yeah. And I was really intrigued by how subtle it played. Mm. Like it was always a lot left up to the imagination. Yeah. Well, see, again, I think that is something that's drawn really brilliantly from the book. In the mm-hmm. book, there is a huge question as to whether she is making it up. Okay. Mm. Um, which isn't the case in the show. And okay. that was a conversation early on that happened between Megan and I. But I think because that, because that already existed, it meant that it did give it this really subtle and hidden sort of quality that's incredibly truthful mm-hmm. and really painful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it made it a very honest way of telling the story. Yeah. And it was interesting too because up until that point, with you and Horizon's characters, mm. and, and maybe even Riri, um, you guys always held the power in the yes. interactions with men. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think to have to have a moment where it was so forcefully stripped away, um, and then you know they are emotionally, physically, you know left so bare mm. uh it, it makes it all the more catastrophic i think definitely um i mean i know i've seen megan abbott yeah. um, it, involved in a lot of the the press and everything but how closely was she working on the show like were you able to talk to her yes yeah, she was there every single day mm-hmm. she was there from the beginning um she was one of the first people i skyped okay. even from audition process mm-hmm. um she did this amazing thing early on where she sent me an email that was like, I trust you wholeheartedly, um, and Beth's my favorite character, but I give her over to you, wow. and she is yours now, um, which was just uh, such a gift. Um, and then, yeah, so she sat with us every day. She called the shots, and <laughs> if we wanted to, we could kind of set time apart and sit with her and talk, and she'd answer every question that we had. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. How much of the dialogue came from the book? Because you have a lot of great one-liners. Yes. Like there's a, a lot of best there's one I wrote down a couple of nights ago. Uh, why shouldn't a woman have just as much freedom to be an asshole? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Great yeah. one. <laughs> um, a lot of that comes from the book. She has like a really specific way of talking, and she also like she also references a whole lot of 
other literary creatives. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is really, really cool and such a like wonderful Megan touch, mm-hmm. um, which we would discuss all the time and have these little like Easter eggs everywhere, yeah. which is super cool. Call, Colin Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. Um, you know, this is, again, Dare Me. I th- once people really start to take in the show, I think mm. it's, it's going to be... I'm hoping it's on a lot of critics' lists. Yeah, you know, for the year. Are do you have plans for more mm. work in America? Oh, I I would love to. Like I, you know, it is one of those. I think it's still kind of up in the air. Like mm. I'm still sort of just waiting to see what happens, what the next exciting thing is. For me, it's just about like what characters are interesting and mm. who do you want to play and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much brilliant stuff being made at the moment. Yeah, and I guess also knock on wood, you'll get to a step, a se- in, step a into second the, season. Yeah, let's nice. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, again, watching the finale, it's kind of like literally after after it's done, as the credits are rolling, going to Google, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. has there been an announcement? <laughs> yeah, what's going we on? need that update. You need, it, you need it, especially now knowing that we've barely gotten into you yeah. know the rest of the book. I yeah. think it's it's definitely necessary i think there's still so much to unpack there 100 percent. yeah 100 now because this is a cheer show though i have to ask mm. have you ever seen two cheerleading classics over here in the u.s bring it on <laughs> yeah and sugar and spice okay i haven't seen sugar and spice but you know of it but i know of it okay um bring it on i had totally forgotten about this mm. but me and my friend when we were younger like maybe like seven or eight which feels inappropriate now thinking about those <laughs> films but we used to have like because there's so many bring it on films yeah. we used to have like binge nights and we'd watch a whole lot of them wow and we knew the like that like opening routine where she's like i'm big red we like knew the <laughs> whole thing which i'd like i don't know if i'd blocked it out or just forgotten it and then recently i was like Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. Well, Marlo, it's been great having you. It's been a pleasure. Thank really you. Really appreciate it again. Dare Me, season one is air on USA. Find it if you've not caught up on it. Uh, we haven't spoiled it too much, I promise you. It's a good show to binge. Too. It's a good show to binge. Sounds like it's a good book to read. I think I actually yeah. need to uh, you know, but hop on Amazon and grab binge that Binge the show. Binge the show, 100%. <laughs> and and let the, 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 the key is letting the world know that you're watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah thank you. Hope Do the see, right thing, USA. Facts. Hope, to, <laughs> hope to see you soon, Marla. Thank you so much. Take thank care. you. All right, we're back. Thank you guys for listening to our conversation with Marlo Kelly. Thank you, Marlo Kelly, for coming through. Hopefully that inspires you to get hip to the show if you're not already. Yeah, for like big facts. You should be on it. Um, we got another show. Hope I think more people have been watching this show. A lot. I actually, I pulled, I pulled the followers. Yeah. My own. And, and, complexes. And, <laughs> uh, and asked if people are watching and or fucking with The Outsider. Yeah. And I got a lot say? of heavy response. Strong, strong enthusiasm. Strong enthusiasm, but I th- is that just because it's on HBO? Probably. I don't know. All right, so yeah. we we've got editor in chief Damian Scott here. Uh, for those, Angel Diaz is out today, ducking the fade. Facts for for those that don't know, we run. You know, we've got every. If you have squad that you know you watch TV and movies with, you've got various chats about various shows and movies, and The Outsider was one that came into contention between. The four of us early on. Four, I mean, I think it was Damien and Angel who were really hype about it. It was definitely a point of contention. It was definitely well, a point of contention. Frazier and I were kind of like, I okay. tend to get hyperbolic either way sometimes if I feel like people are not fucking with something enough. That's facts. Or fucking with something too much. That's facts. Right. I think the show was fine. It's like a B-. minus. But I never got 
like to me it was always like paint by numbers small boy gets murdered in Hicktown so let's back up okay okay so shout out Ben Mendelsohn this past week this past week this past weekend this past Sunday was the season finale the finale of the outside series I guess on HBO they called it the season finale I don't like the sound of that there's other outside so I was well there was a post credit sequence did you see on Reddit everybody brought up the fact that they Labeled it a season finale, not a series finale. I don't like the sound. Did of you guys? Did you stay for the credits? Of course. Yeah. Of is, course. I did by mistake. I wasn't expecting that. I've not checked. I forgot to turn it off. By mistake. Th- this is based off of a Stephen King book. Do we know how far into the book? I don't. The show is. I don't. Because if the, if they're doing like they've been, but there doing is a these... sequel to the book. Oh God. Oh. I believe. I believe there is a sequel to the book. Does this need to? Did all right. This because this was my my question to you and Angel during week like two <laughs> does this need to be a 10 episode c- series yes they did a lot of building yeah I think I think it was the right, right amount of episodes I was more into it than you got than the two of you were I yeah. think you know the story uh, for people who don't know is based on a Stephen King novel about uh, a series of murders. It kicks off with one murder. That uh, is, it was like a rape and a, and a murder of a child, a little boy. They totally I, dropped that, I, by I the way. Yeah, was, they I don't they know turn, if They mentioned, like... Was a child raped? They they mentioned, like, some kind of sodomy, bro. Yeah, I feel, I feel oh. like... When they bring Bate, Bateman in. There wow. was something, and it was... I, I and forgot, that was I, I forgot I was, about I was the, like, once they got to, like, the El Cuco Oh, that's guys... Yeah, I forgot. Because like, that's well, why. Right. Then they just refashioned to this nigga eating people. And like, yeah, well, right, right, right. It, it and then his shit that pissed me off in the finale is like babies taste better. I was like, yeah, well, that was the thing. It, it started off with which being... I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> just I just want to go on the record. <laughs> I remember I was watching Snowpiercer. Uh, me and my girl watching Snowpiercer for the first time. No, it was like this is like back. It was like on a flight somewhere. Right? Uh-huh. This is years ago. Watching Snowpiercer. Yeah, and uh, they ask. Uh, What's his name? Captain America. They ask him, um, <laughs> you know, why do you, uh, he's like, uh, you know, what do you have to confess? And he was like, I ate, I ate children. What? And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, and he started crying and he's like, they taste so good. And I, I was on a flight and I was like, I knew it. Like, I, just, I had my headphones on and I just screamed out loud. I was like, I knew it. And then everyone was looking at me where it was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I knew, I knew kids taste good. Yeah. I was like, hey, I don't think that's what you want to explain. <laughs> When they ask why, <laughs> I just—it's terrible. Damien has cracked the psychology of every uh, cannibal. But that was the thing on the show. I <laughs> Did think. Anthony Hopkins ever weigh in on this? <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Never yeah. <laughs> Super producer Taliba said, "Nah, not around my children." But they totally dropped it. I was like, "Why that was he whole, I would never eat children. That just was the whole go, thing. Also, go on the record and say, "I don't. I'm not a cannibal. <laughs> He's not condoning cannibalism." <laughs> Supernatural Damn. cannibalism. The beginning of the show, it was specifically like he did some specific shit, and then it was they targeted just, the they kids. Just totally dropped that thread while bringing up other goofy bullshit, like oh, he can read his mind, can see through yeah. his eyes, and he kills yeah. the rest of the body. That yeah. was, and he has to be by the burial site. All this shit, and it's weird because Stephen King is like one of the masters of supernatural horror. Yeah, but here's my thing about the show. To me, it's like an experiment, and it's one that I appreciated. But I just didn't enjoy that much, and it's that you have like these like 
Richard Price and Dennis Lehane mm-hmm. wrote the show. And those yeah. are dudes who used to write on like The Wire and every other David Simon show and like yeah. Mystic River and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like instead of normal supernatural stuff, it's like putting that that aesthetic into something that's way more banal like the wire was mm. and having it be ultra realistic and how people would react to yeah, and engage which, with that which which I appreciate it I thought it was cool in theory and then not fun to watch I appreciate it I appreciated that look of small town hysteria around the unexplainable it was very interesting to me yeah um, I, mean, I, I liked watching how people would actually react if this thing were to happen yeah and, um you know, I think a lot of Stephen King works, even though he's probably, I don't know the exact numbers behind this, but I would have to assume that he's had probably one of the highest percentage of works turned into film and no, TV. No, it's, it's, it's for like decades, like since the 70s. And it's right. one of those things where like there's probably like six you watch not even knowing that right. they were. 100%. Right, King 100%. Right. But I, I remember him saying that his a lot of his stories are hard to film like hard to turn into film yeah and so i I wonder if this was one of them like i wonder if this was hard for him to because i think the last the thing that was disappointing to me about the last episode and you know spoiler alert uh was just the way that they portrayed el cuco Mm -hmm. was very disappointing and you know one thing um friends of mine kept saying like like one thing my girl kept saying was that she kept remarking on how human El Cuco was. Like, why does he have such human concerns mm-hmm. if he's not a human? If he's not a human at all, yeah. You, you want to talk about how how far they go into making the show gritty and realistic? Mm. When she said, mind you, I'm watching this at like 2 in the morning. Here he go. Insomnia head of That and also because I like what, like, it's creepy. It would always excel at the creepy mood. So, yeah. like, you know, lights off Just type shit. at 2 a.m., gone off the Haribo. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, I'm watching this then and... Uh, at one point, this is the finale, she says, Cynthia Revo says, we know he can be killed, and their evidence is seeing his handprint on the banister. What? She and was I like, literally <laughs> yelled out, what? Like, what? We've gone too far down the well here. She was like, he's afraid of falling, like us. How, like, how, how would that even happen? How am I supposed to find this shit scary if it's walking down the stairs like yeah, an old person? Yeah, holding on to the banister. <laughs> like Richard Lewis. Somebody- yeah, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> Somebody grandpa. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we find out Okuko is Richard Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Super producer Craig can't do it anymore. It's, it, Shout out to Richard Lewis. My man is looking spry on <laughs> these new episodes of Curve. We were talking about that in, in a meeting. Like, the, the they, Botox is real with that man. It's uh, crazy. Know, Botox, he's, just, he's, he's up nah, there. They bro. can't all be as spry as LD. Nah, nah. He looks like he's had mad work done. <laughs> like I said, him pulling amazing, up in the Amazing actor, comedian. But. Yeah. Hey, you get to 90 and see how you feel. I mean, I hope. Yeah. I hope I feel like we, we black. We might not make it to ninety. Yeah, I mean, although also, we, he's we could make it to ninety and look and look eighty. That's true. 60, facts. You know? Big true. facts. Big That's facts. True. But yeah, I think the last episode was very disappointing to me. Like I, as someone who was writing for the show this entire time, and I thought the pacing was good. I thought the the story was very strong. Even though to me it was like True Detective season four. Mm. Yeah. It. I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was uh, you know uh, right now like there's not much. But there's a thing in that, that in that world. There's not in that world specifically. Yeah. yeah. But so I enjoyed it. I I, yeah. I was very happy that HBO produced something. It was like HBO knew that 
there was something avoid avoid in that well, in that type. This of is the time he's like, hey, True Detective three dropped this time last year. Yeah. So yeah, it's, the science it's all, of it Casey felt like Boys. True but here's the thing: you mentioned True Detective. Mm-hmm. Now season one, which people called like anticlimactic for this reason, but even still, even with no actual supernatural things going on, they had way more like creep factor. Right. It was way creepier in that first season. Way creepier. Yeah. Way but creepier of a show. And even the second season could have had like elements, you know? Yeah, there were some moments. And not this as I much. just felt like like played it like so dry. Like they had like a PowerPoint presentation about this shit. <laughs> this and is how you're creepy. It like left me wanting to go watch Supernatural. Like I need the sugar. <laughs> you was <laughs> you was trying to watch Supernatural no matter no what. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like I, I think it did it took too long. Yes. So, you know, it lingered on certain things you know, too long. You know what Ross said? Correct. Remember the episode where, first of all, I have to say, I hated also the dude who's like his, his Renfield or whatever, the henchman guy. Oh, God. I just had oh no sympathy God. or empathy yeah. for that yeah, guy trash. whatsoever. And Big he trash. Like, he was always drooling and drunk. Yeah. And even when he was, I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, he was a sucky character to begin with, yeah. But when he kidnaps or tries to kidnap Cynthia Revo, they end up going nowhere. She gets away, and he's just walking in the, w- the woods yelling. Ross the texted me. <laughs> lounging around the woods with nowhere to go seems like about right for watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> that was my I mean there were some there were episodes in the middle where it's just like I've seen this or yeah. you could have condensed this yeah 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 into a couple of like if you gave me a good li- six episode limited series of this show yeah I think probably could have achieved the same amount of quality than drawing it out for 10. But it, it, it was really good. You know, I don't want to be too hard on it. I'm just saying. No, like, I think it was like a B minus C yeah. plus. Yes, yeah. Like, which I, and I thought it was going to stick the landing and mm-hmm. be like a B plus, A minus. But I, you know, there are certain things that I think they lingered on too long and it was too, it turned out to be too uh, paint by numbers. And mm-hmm. I think the, um, there were just certain things that were just unexplainable that you know you took so long we lavished on this story for so long and there shouldn't be anything that's unexplained like in the last episode when he's like we got to figure out a way a way to clear terry maitland's name and Mm -hmm. she was like who's terry And I was like, what? Where have you been? You're the the whole reason you're <laughs> here have you been? is to clear this guy's name. What was I trying to say? Like she'd gotten so wrapped up in this she forgot why she got into it? Because they literally hired her for but Terry. She, that's but, it. but like, she's that's also one not person. paying a good resume here. But like, she's also like the smartest person. Like she knows how tall the building is just yeah. by also, looking at it. Like, come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, that shootout made me so mad. Because one of the reasons that this show was like beyond watchable was that it has great actors in it. Even, mm-hmm. like, the guy who was, like, the... He's, like, the the private investigator or whatever for right. the lawyer. Yeah. And he's yeah. the first guy to die. And even though, like, you know, someone has to die in a show like this, I'm still like, damn, because it was so well cast. I liked everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many people took that L that they didn't need to from this idiot being drunk. <laughs> like, he was getting distracted by snakes and shit. Yeah. He still managed to, like, clear half of them. Ridiculous. Like, why did he run to the car? What are you doing? And then why did the lawyer go to the car when he saw it was about to explode? Dumbass. I, don't, I really don't understand. Like, Dumbass. people are shooting at you. Stay still. <laughs> don't. Maybe don't move. Like, it's ten maybe. people all armed. Yeah. And he was doing work up there. Ridiculous. But yeah, that was... That was wild. And then the whole, like, uh, was it Ralph? When he's leaving and he sees his son, mm-hmm. and then he like, he turns around. And, and then, like, on, there are people on Reddit who were like, 
he knew he was the one that was that was putting those images in his head, mm. and so he knew he was still alive. Jeez. But I was like, okay, yeah, and <laughs> like what? <laughs> also, just went and crushed him with a rock. I don't know. You should. Like, Akuko seemed kind of whack. Yeah, like it seemed of. like a pretty bad monster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and a monster with not enough rules, but also too many rules. Like, anytime they explained it, my eyes rolled in the back. Facts. Facts. Okay, the which, shit about him needing to be near the site of your ancestors. It made no sense. Became you was it made like. Made no sense. But that's some real Stephen King shit. Like, if you read a Stephen King book, there's but a does, lot of that in Stephen there. Stephen King describe it better than maybe? I'm sure. Probably. Sure. Maybe, but the thing is, the other thing with Stephen King is those books are so fucking long. That description could be a couple of pages. Yeah. I don't know. I also, I was watching the 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 explainer after the episode, and a few of the guys were like, you know, and there's never really been a scene in a Stephen King story where you know it's underground. You get to film underground. What? I was like, isn't that how it ended? There's literally two movies that just came out in the last couple of years <laughs> like where they were in the sewer. That's exactly how it ended. A Those whole half really hour. Dope, yeah, the, the, the cave. The show looked great. I also don't understand yeah. that. Like, you shoot him, and then the place. Collapses and yeah, they still know. walked out yeah, clean, and no one got hit by a rock. No, there was stalactites all over the place. So, did, did this take place in the same universe as the other Stephen King shits? Because they all like they're all in Maine or something. This is in the South. That's yeah, this is definitely in the South. I yeah, think. this is oh, because because they have that Castle Rock show on Hulu. I want to check that out. I'm still which it's on that. it's so many of the like characters and themes from the books interconnected and i always wonder if they actually want to try and link some of these shits together although this seems like a total outlier they really could some. that would be that would be incredible so so there's a season two yeah i mean i mean the, the scratch i don't know yeah i mean i'm trying to find it on reddit uh but there was a there was someone that was saying that they believe it's going to there's going to be a a season two uh I don't think this thing needs a season two. I no. think we're we're just fine with yeah. this. I think uh, you know, hats off to um, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Like shouts to him. I think this was probably one of my favorite pieces of art by him. Do you uh, fuck with Ozark? I do fuck with Ozark, and I'm excited to see Ozark come back. Yeah, that uh, was a show. I was just like I don't, I don't know. You it were just over like it? existed in front of me. But I think this was this was better than Ozark season one. Word. I think Ozark season two was really strong, but I think coming out the gate, the direction in this show. Are you hyped for Ozark season better. three? Have you started it yet? Did it come out or do you I saw a trailer. Oh, okay. I saw a yeah, trailer. It's not out for yet. It. It'll be out soon though. I'm excited for it. I don't, I'm not like. It's not like appointment TV. Yeah, I'm not gonna jump in front of like I'll jump on the couch and cancel plans to Word. watch it. But people are hyped for it. Bateman but, has is Bateman is is growing a hive. He's he's got. I feel like people yeah. don't because his character is on so little of the show, maybe people aren't associating this with like a Bateman production. Yeah. But, but that was he what did direct the first like two episodes, I think, and yeah. like, set the tone. And I think Bateman being on it is what got a lot of people like people who oh, were interested what in, got it, me in it. They were they well, were Bateman there and for Mendelssohn is that dude. I but the thing was the conversation when after that first episode and there's no more or after the second episode there's no more Bateman, people were kinda like, damn, that's it. That's at least some of the chatter I saw, but you know, shouts out to him for having the foresight. Good experiment by HBO. Yeah. Not mad at it. Keep it an experiment. Though. I will say the overall sentiment on on the subreddit for this show is that the season finale was awful. That makes sense. And that, that they really they really fumbled the bag, which 
I don't know what the hell's up with HBO and finales, man. They're they're not really. Um, finales uh, are hard. They're all hard. Especially for limited finales series. Finales are hard. It's a very uh, tall order. You think it's harder for for limited series? Yeah, than... I think there's more weight on it. Because you have to finish the story. Right, I think that's easier. There's not a lot. You, there, there shouldn't be a lot to wrap up. It should I think just be. It's easy to wrap up a story. I think it's hard to satisfy people who are looking for a particular ending. You know what I mean? Like, there's. Well, I think most of these limited things end up being mysteries, right? And the best part mm-hmm. of a mystery is, is like when it's unfolding yeah. and they're cracking it. That's why so. we. That's why we didn't need a season two of Big Little Lies. Right. So I think that ending is facts. It is the the ending always kind of gets anticlimactic, but obviously, you know, when you're ending like a, a saga, like Game of Thrones or something like Breaking Bad, there's weight on that too. But yeah. I it's mean, a it, different kind of weight, I think. I, I like that Watchmen finale. I don't know. How yeah, to... that was a good finale. You know that that that, that, that definitely there were there was a conversation after that yeah. after that last shot. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with the Sopranos, love it or hate it. Like people are still debating. You could probably go on the subreddit right now and see if people are debating that ending. Did he get popped? Did he right. not? You know. So, well, no, I enjoyed we, that. Before we get out of here, though, we got to get to what's coming up next for HBO. Since we're HBO Hive, Westworld. Oh, that's this Sunday. Can't, can't wait. Can't wait. I don't fully understand I'm with Craig Craig's making a face I don't fully understand what this season's supposed to be about like the setup for it seems ridiculous guns a I, lot of gunplay I just have a lot of questions without about... without go all right without going into it I did watch the first episode yeah I didn't watch oh, the screen okay. yet and if you have questions you're still going to have questions <laughs> I'm rewatching season 2 it's not not because I want to but I, and that's I the... literally feel like I can't I won't be able to understand or appreciate anything plot or character without if watching. I don't rewatch the show which is bad because it doesn't stick they're just in their rooms, I think, like making up more it's, and more complicated mysteries. Like, ha <laughs> got them. It's been a bit, though. It's been a whole year and change, it's right? It's not even that. I, just, I remember shit from a year and change ago. It's I just don't. like, out of, there's like, they're very smart writers. Yeah. But I think the best writers know how to be smart and also accessible at the same time. Yeah. And they just love stuffing like Easter eggs, Easter eggs. Yeah, they Easter cram so, so much shit into that show. What's going on. I probably should have rewatched. Like the best episodes of season two are like the the standalone, like the Native American nigga, whatever shit that mm. had nothing to do with anything. The phonograph and shit like that. I love that episode. Yeah, but um, it's an interesting one. Wait, so so the season two, right? Season two, season two ended with it was like the the big battle. Yes, right, and then uh, Evan Rachel Darlene. Her name? No. Dolores. Dolores leaves. Yes. Right. And she takes the 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 minds. Yes. Of a few other. And she's Tessa Thompson. Robots with her, but she's in a different body. Correct. Right. So the idea is that she goes to the real world. Yeah, she's leaving. She's West leaving Westworld to, West go, yeah. to go into what we're supposed to believe is the real world. Correct. Where Aaron Paul exists. Where Aaron Paul exists, but. Once once she gets to the real world, she gets her old body back. I don't know what her end game is. Why would you get your old body back? They like that stuff. I don't know. I I could not tell you. Damn, is there a racial undertone there? No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> get if, me out of this black body. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Smells like hot sauce. <laughs> Had to do it, but now that that's over. Yeah. 
Uh, I just don't understand if you're if you're running from people who are trying to kill you, or I guess in her case, deactivate her. Why would, why would you, you look go like back? Yourself? I would choose like a completely different somebody that's not even involved in any of this shit. I would yeah, just I pick know, a completely different look. How Facts. many do we have? Four. Four episodes. You watched one. I watched the 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 premiere. Yeah, the pilot. You also, uh, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on devs. As a tech guy, have you gone into that yet? Mm. It's from That's, Alex Garland, the guy who made uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Oh yeah, it's, mm. it, I believe it's an FX on Hulu exclusive, right? Oh, it's not on FX proper? I think it's specific. I think that... Oh, that's interesting. Is Dave on FX proper? I don't care where Dave is. I think I'll okay. say that on the fucking air. <laughs> FX on Hulu, we talked about it last week. It, it started. I think devs and another programmer... It's just specific. called devs? Yes. Yeah. So... That's a weird one. That airing alongside Westworld is going to give me a headache because they're both like Fuck. heady bullshit. And they're sometimes. both hour long. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. It's, it's going to be an interesting spring. The pilot is such a dense watch, bro. This spring is going to be a lot. But it is what sold me on it was seeing that it's limited. FX, I think damn near every show is dropping two episodes to start. I think all the FX ones did, but even Black Monday this Sunday because it's a half hour, I think they're dropping two episodes for their uh, season two premiere. Mm. I don't know what the move is with that, but yeah, and the thing with devs is that they were both an hour long, where everything else was half hour, so it was a lot to uh, take the time and really wrap my head around this world that isn't really making sense right now. But, I mean, it's it's something interesting to check out, especially if you have Hulu and you want to watch something that's a little off and more quality than what you would normally binge. You know what I'm fucking with? High Fidelity. I have not gotten I want to check it. that out. It's really good. Heard good things. Yeah. I'd only seen... I'd only just watched the movie mm. a couple weeks before starting the show. So it's weird, kind of because they remix certain plots. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's weird when you watch it that close together, but really good. Zoe Kravitz, it's like, a, like the first major case for Zoe Kravitz actress versus okay. just Zoe Kravitz, a beautiful, famous person. Talk right. about you know? it. Because she's really good in it. It's like a lot of fourth wall breaking. So you don't think she was she was acting acting in a Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. I think that show didn't really ask ask that much of it. Yeah, she only had so much she had to do. Like Even I when think it season did, two, she was she kind got... of staring up into space, yeah. and feeling guilty. I mean, she got to do more in the second season, but yeah, there were like arguments with the husband. But first season was kind of like, yeah, I'm chilling over here. She was, like, she I'm was rich. doing yoga. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, life's life's okay. Let's get that big like, but it's still, it, But who's getting all the attention there? Kidman and Reese. Yeah. Yeah. And then Meryl Streep. Streep came This in. is like a good, a buildings. real good showcaser. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. The only thing weird is that the, uh, so it's Jack Black in the original movie, mm -hmm. and there's an actress in this one, I forget her name, but she is almost like just impersonating Jacqueline, Jack Black. Jacqueline Black? Yeah, it's weird. Awful. Otherwise, good show. Gotta check that out. Word. All yeah. right, well, I, get, I think that's going to do it for us this week. It's a wrap. Damien, as always, thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me, guys. Really this appreciate is, uh, it. It's always a pleasure. Damn, look at that. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. Your, your favorite podcast could never give you a pleasure. <laughs> um, you can find Watch Less on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please talk to us about what the hell you're watching. You can hit us up on Complex Pop on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're here every Wednesday, so, you know, please subscribe, like, comment, review, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, for Frazier, I'm Cal, advising you as always to tune in and watch less. Hey, Richard Lewis. <laughs> you know, just come through. <laughs> just come through. <laughs> and for Watch Less, our producer is Taliba Newman. Our sound engineer is Craig Clayton. Mixing done by Jasmine Plata. Our editor-in-chief is Damian Scott. 
Our director of operations is Jen Stewart. Watch Less is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 